Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Thank you, Irving, and hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 105 of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com. This week, we watched Mind Warp, and oh boy, um, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on in Mind Warp, that is for sure. My name is John, and joining me, as he does each and every, well, other week, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, boy, uh, we had a housewarming party yesterday. You were nice enough to I join was. us i was thank you for yeah thank you for having me it was a lot of fun oh my pleasure dude i, I i've been wanting to have you over for a really long time and so to have everyone over and my god the bouncy house and uh just because you know we got kids and kids over and everything it was it was quite a busy time but my heart is happy and full and and we have a new microwave now hey good hey that's great. Yeah. Our <laughs> our microwave of almost 10 years literally died as we were making food for the party. Yeah, uh, it did. It and did. Uh, you said, hey, remember when I told you you didn't have to bring anything? <laughs> uh, our microwave just died. And I was full on ready to go get you a new microwave as a you housewarming. Totally were. I was I hadn't left yet. And I said, well, I'm going to go get a microwave. And then you told me that uh, you were kidding, and or it was already taken care of, I believe. Right, and I thought it was already taken care of, and, and, and it wasn't. And so, but, you know, you being nice enough to want to do that, that was pretty awesome. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess we tend to like to do a little bit of research before just being like, hey, just go grab whatever, you know, Cuisinart brand is yeah. off the shelf. So now we've got... Not only an LG fridge and an LG stove, but we all now also have an LG microwave. There you go; it all matches. So we are we are tying together the theme, and they all make their own little special chimes. And <laughs> a very melodic kitchen now. A lot of kitchen, <laughs> for sure. It is, but it was a fun time, and I'm glad you got a chance to meet a uh, uh, friend of the show, Olaf Phillips, of the yes. podcast. Uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Very interesting, and. Uh, kind of scary at some points. Not not just, not just him, but uh, no. <laughs> the things that were spoken about. That's right. That we will no, not talk about is, on this podcast. He is a wonderfully nice guy and yes, um, an amazing cook. I was actually just having some of that chess pie that he made. Ooh, I uh, might have some after we are done recording. I did nice. have some of the cake. My goodness, the cake was delicious, huh? <sighs> yeah, it still is. Spoiler. I live, I live with some amazing cooks. You do. And I'm incredibly blessed for it. Yes, indeed. Oh, so, I mean, that's, I mean, uh, what did I do this weekend? I mean, I came over and we hung out. That was basically yeah. it. And you had some of Kobe's coffee. I did, and it was delicious. It was very <laughs> good. Um, my Until I actually get my own of, I can't remember which one he was telling me about, the one that fits on top of the cup. Yeah, the AeroPress. Yes, until I get my own AeroPress, I feel like uh, coffee will not be the same for a little while. Welcome to Coffee Chat on TLG. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, before we get into Mind Warp, which I believe uh, is actually dubbed ep- uh, parts, is it five, six, seven, and eight? Yes. Of Trial of a Time Lord, we've got mm-hmm. we've got some Who news. We do. Yeah. There's a, a synopsis for the Christmas special uh, that has been released. Oh, Are you ready to hear it? I am. All right. Two doctors stranded in a forbidding snowscape, refusing to face regeneration. That actually isn't a complete sentence, but okay. Who am I to care? (laughs) Um, And a British army captain seemingly destined to die in the First World War, but taken from the trenches to play his part in the Doctor's story. Mm, Big hint. This is the magical last chapter in the Twelfth Doctor's epic adventure. He must face his past to decide his future. And the Doctor will realize the resilience of humanity, discovering hope in his darkest frozen moment. It's the end of an era, but the Doctor's journey is only just beginning. (laughs) Fun. Boy, that sure does seem to hint that that is going to be either a Lethbridge or a Stewart. Yes, I I would not be surprised. That um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm most of us have kind of been guessing that from the start. Yeah, it's man, I am uh, Christmas cannot come soon enough. Well, speaking of the Christmas special, Moffat has this to say: He, meaning the Doctor is good because for all he protests about, there are people he cares about. So kindness is what makes a unit of us. So if you're a sane and rational, uh, if you are sane and rational, uh, kindness is by far the best path. There isn't anything rational about being vile and awful and evil. It's not actually a good strategy. And now that's all well and good until Moffat then dropped this. Prepare for that to be contradicted on Doctor Who on Christmas Day. Oh, jeez. Oh, Moffat. <laughs> Good for you, Moffat. Going out with a bang. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, I mean, the Christmas special should be, I mean, end of an era for sure. Yeah. Should be interesting regardless of what Moffat says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, in classic Who News, uh, Bessie, the third Doctor's uh, little runabout car is yeah. currently on display at the National Motor Museum in Hampshire. Um, and I've often wondered because uh, seeing Bessie on screen where it's not obviously where the film has been sped up. Yes. I'm like, this car's got some horsepower to it. And I'm like, that can't be like an original, you know, early 20th century car. They, they must have done something to it. Well, actually, Bessie's, it turns out, is a kit car. I never knew this before. Uh, based on a 1954 Ford Popular uh, 103E chassis. Um, so it actually it looks like a really old car, but it's at least, you know, a mid-1950s Ford. So there there was actually a car called Popular. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's, there um... was also a car in England called the Cortina. So What was is, it called? I'm sorry. I'm the... thinking Concertina. Oh, the car Constantine. What? what was that? No, the 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 Cortina. Oh, the Cortina. Yeah, I for a second I was thinking Concertina, and I I got turned around. My cars <laughs> and my musical instruments were clashing. A car that's also a musical instrument. Write that down. Let's let's get that. <laughs> let's get that in the. Uh... You know, if a car's got a good enough exhaust note, it might as well be a musical instrument. But that's very me. The true. Gear over here. Very true. Does hit a weird pitch, but anyway. <laughs> this week we watched Mind Warp. We did. Uh it stars Colin Baker as the doctor, Nicola Bryant as Bald Perry, Doctor. 
<laughs> Michael Jaston as the Valyard, uh, Nabil Shaban as Sill, and Brian Blessed as King Yurkanos. Yeah. There we go. Written by Philip Martin and directed by Ron Jones. It first aired October 4th to, oh, October 25th, 1986, the year my sister was born. And it is the uh, second story of season 23. Look at that. Yep. Look. At, and that was 86. That's around uh, when the when the Mets won. <laughs> there last, you go. The last one in October. They won the World Series then. Anyways, we have some story notes, Taylor, if you would like to uh, get into that. We do. A couple of story notes because, frankly, anything else would have delved too much into stuff we're going to wind up talking about anyway. We have phasers. In this story. Now, yes. phasers have been sold on Thornton from Thoros Beta. They can be set to stun or liquefy. Those are just, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't think the Star Trek ones had that setting. Although, admittedly, the first time we see liquefy, I think it's more like deflate. But to, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, we go from from stun to death. Basically, there's yeah. no middle ground. It's, you know, it must have been an early version. They hadn't worked out. Yeah. the. Uh, well, they did gradients. get it. They did get it from a planet that had beta in the word. Hey. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It is still in testing. Well, eagle-eyed viewers will notice that after the rock has finished attacking the doctor and Perry and dies, a boom shadow can be seen actually across Colin Baker's head. Oh, geez. I didn't see oh, yeah. that. I, you know what? Honestly, I didn't either. I'd actually have to go back and look for that now. My goodness. All right, yeah. Taylor. As always, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so if you will... I do. As the Valyard continues his recap of season 23, the Doctor and Perry find themselves on the most 80s planet in the universe, only to get themselves involved in a hair-raising scheme to warp minds. And frankly, the rather mature and complex plot warped my mind. Man, yeah. So um, I, I don't know how the Doctor and Perry got onto uh, the Nurzul server of the World of Warcraft, but... Uh... <laughs> They most certainly did. Opens uh, with the obscure references. I like that. I I got three. I actually have a note that says so many video game references already. <laughs> there is a little bit of that. So I mean, we open and we you know we are back. We're back in the courtroom. Uh, the Inquisitor is dum, taking dum, the dum, stand. Dum. And uh, I don't know. So um, I I'm I'm sitting there and I'm going, man, I kind of wish they were on Gallifrey. Like, wouldn't it make sense? Like they're in a floaty base. That seems yeah. strange, right? We get a little bit of the uh, the the opening tracking shot from uh, the last episode. Oh, but not I, the whole thing. Was that the the ship that was? Um, it cost them a lot of money. Is yes. That, okay. Well, yeah. that's probably why uh, their their time lord sh- space showed station up again. Courtroom. I just want it to be like food court engines, and then the one the only room in there is the courtroom. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> just ginormous engines and a single courtroom. Yeah, I no guess. No clerk's office. No, not at all. Uh, the Valyard uh, promises another frightening adventure. <laughs> I, also... I don't know if it was now called the Brickyard, too. Yes, and then uh, the Inquisitor says, hey, knock that off. We don't. <laughs> I don't want to hear this anymore. Uh, I loved... Which is too bad, because I loved it. I loved the Doctor raising his hand. I thought that was great. Yes. And as I said earlier, we uh, log on to our WoW server. We're going to do some raids with our friends. And we land on a pink planet. 
and we're just kind of walking around and I the doctor and I I absolutely love this. I love the the way they tell this story even though sometimes uh towards the end I have a problem where I I thought to myself this doesn't really make sense but uh, I like how we cut back into the courtroom and the doctor's like do we really need do we need this? Yes. Do we need this? Yeah. And the inquisitor's like yeah you're right we don't need this. Yeah, they're complaining about the editing again. And, and this is most definitely the most synth wave, you know, vaporware planet yeah it's galaxy i mean i enjoyed how they uh they went about it i thought it was Mm -hmm. it looked interesting i mean as interesting as graphics from the late 80s on a bbc budget can look um yeah but it it i i enjoyed it i thought it looked pretty cool definitely and 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 the fact that you know this is such a strange nitpicky thing that that the tardis actually kind of like lands kind of like right at the water's edge. Yeah. And and they get out and it's like sploosh. Yeah, you know, you're up to your shins. <laughs> yeah. They in pre- uh in eighties ocean, maybe Billy Ocean. Who knows? Oh. I bet you uh somebody dropped in production, they're like, no, that's too far ah, uh, just leave it. <laughs> maybe Colin, get in there. <laughs> I don't know. Um so we talked about the the phasers and I yes. actually my first note here is the doctor liquefied that rock with a tech mobile game. That is a very impressive reference. <laughs> Thank you. It just looked that like an old very... bricky, yes. one of those old brick games. Yes, like 1981, 1982. Boop, boop, boop. Yes. Boop, eh, eh. boop. You know, oh yeah, I, I had one of those. I had this really <laughs> long one that was actually bowling. Oh, I and, and feel like I, I remember it. that one. I yeah. love the heck out of it. Oh yeah, those those games are great. They're so fun. I mean, they're kind of weird. I feel like I had a Ninja Turtle one. Like I looked up when I looked up Tech Mobile, I saw the more and I, I'm going to put this in quote modern version of it, which was the <laughs> one that kind of had the controls and then the little I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, so we wander into this cave and we meet Dwayne Johnson. I mean the Rack, <laughs> the Rack who who reminded me of a murloc from World of Warcraft. That's why I made that reference. Oh, gotcha. They done got grabbed, though. Yeah, and I feel like the Rack attacked them, and uh, it was kind of a self-defense thing, but the doctor didn't He didn't plead that in court. The Valyard's like, look, he, he killed that thing. Yeah. And he just said, I didn't mean to kill it, but it kind of, you know, grabbed you guys, so it's kind of self-defense. You don't want to die. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> doctor doctor and let me see what else oh so the first time and i'm probably gonna say his name wrong uh your can your canos the first time we see mm-hmm. your canos he's strapped to a table like we cut away and he's strapped to a table and he looked like wario to me <laughs> he's like strapped to this table just going like wow so many can... game references Okay, yeah, you're right. Lots of video game reference. I can see that, but my reaction was like, now those are eyebrows. Yes, my goodness. And, I mean, we will. We are going to talk about uh, the king at great lengths here. Oh, yeah. And my goodness. Without a doubt, Brian Blessed as an actor is like a god among men. Like, I think they wanted him to be uh, Odin. In, um, oh my gosh. Um, That's right. The Was it the girl who lived? Yes, but he got sick, right? Yes, that's exactly And he couldn't right. do it. 
and he that's couldn't do him. it. That's him. That is him. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that. that. Is a 30 years younger him, but yes. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. Oh, I love it. He would have been incredible. That's so great. I didn't know that. Yeah. 80 years old. Good for him. Yeah. I've seen I've seen him in a lot of a lot of British shows and he's just he's awesome. You say Brian Blessed, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. He is fantastic in this. And yeah. I mean, we we first meet him, he's strapped to a table and uh we're kind of cutting back and forth between different scenes here. The doctor and Perry, uh, they get caught by this interestingly dressed guard. Um yeah. I feel like he also at one point has a helmet, a matching helmet that he forgot to wear at some point. And they say, "Hey, you man, you you killed our friend. That weird looking fish thing." <laughs> oh wait, do they meet? No, they do not meet him yet. And I love oh, yeah. I love the skedaddle test. Yes, right, because they're they're basically I think they've like captured the doctor and Perry, and they've got the rock on like a gurney. Yes, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, no, no, I can help. I'm a doctor. I can let me let me check him out." And uh, I think we should administer the skedaddle test. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Perry, you know <laughs> and, what I mean? I think Perry says, <laughs> and she's like, do you oh, think that's was... a good idea? Or something right, like that. Yes. I got to get all the Perry references. I got to talk like her the entire episode, apparently. Oh, boy. Plot twist. Um, so they, they turn over a corpse, which is, uh, I mean, I know. very undoctor-like, I feel. Very. Doctor but I mean... Just... Flipping to, I mean, flipping Flip, gurneys. Flipping gurneys with with monsters he murdered on it. <laughs> and and I actually uh, apparently also have a Austin Powers reference where they walk down, or they, I mean, the people that capture them let them go relatively easy. And they say, like, yeah, go for it. It's fine, whatever. And they, they come across this man, and that ain't a man, baby. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Uh, it is yeah. a wolf man, and I'm thinking, what is happening? Like we have, we have crazy. What are those those fish called? I keep want. It's not a piranha. It's the fish that has the light on its head. Oh, an anglerfish. An anglerfish. We have a giant yes. anglerfish that apparently uh, is a docile creature unless you provoke it. According to the <laughs> guards, we have a yes. wolf, we have a wolf man, and he wants help, and he is denied help, and then. Moments later, what what are these green people? Uh yes. What is happening? Yeah. We get Sill who Sill. Yes. Oh god. So who, who we have apparently met before, uh not uh, in the show, but not on our show. Yeah, you get it. Not on our show. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz yeah, he has been in a in a previous episode um and I don't know why it escapes me, but it was a Sixth Doctor episode. I know that much. Yeah, and um, I really, I mean, just the character of Syl, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I, th- I, 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 I really... did until he started doing that little guttural undulation too much, and then it was just starting to squick me out. Oh, uh, yes. He was first seen in Vengeance on Varos. There you go. Thank you. You are welcome. Just thought I would. Look that up. So we they're being carried around, and the, when the I believe Perry said to the doctor, "Is that who I thought it was?" Then I went, "Oh, mm-hmm. okay." Then they know 
we've run into this person before. So yeah, and they're they're you know they're little slug people basically. Yes. And but I I started to think about it for a second. I'm like sill sill the, the whole green slug like. I'm like I wonder if they're related in any way, shape, or form to Silurians. <laughs> Ooh, that is very interesting. I wonder. I don't think they are. I've never seen anything to support that, but it was just one of those things that popped into my head while I was watching. Yeah, and I believe, let me just uh, check this out, just because I want to make sure. Uh, Sill is a mentor from Thor's Beta, a mentor, which is just like, man, did they run out of a word generator for these people? Something like that, but I mean, basically these guys are like the Ferengi of Doctor Who. Yes, yes they are. All they are interested is making deals, making money, and profit is by all means the bottom line plus the line above it. Indeed. I'm looking through uh, the TARDIS wikia of the Mentor, and there is no um, no ancestry between the Solarian and the... I, I, I didn't think so. I know, you know, it's just fun to check you know, out. But like, eh, they're green, they're slimy, they're kind of amphibian looking yeah i don't know i mean like what is happening there it's just a whole (laughs) a whole thing and i mean we're getting like we're getting like we cut back into into the the courtroom and i mean we're getting a lot of like vagueness from the valyard yeah and kind of a lot of vagueness from the inquisitor which i had a problem with and i mean we we are not there yet to where i got very confused um but he's kind of implying that some stuff's going to go down. And, Definitely. And the, the doctor, he says, there have been many companions, only one me, which I thought was, mm. I went, oh, oh, doctor. <laughs> it's a very sixth comment. Yes, very sixth comment. And I'm kind of flying through part one here, so stop me if well, I... And no, but part one is kind of like that. I mean, other other than probably my favorite note of the entire you know show. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yes. Um, we can't. He's not cooking he's anything because he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Um, but but part one does kind of feel a little all over the place because they're they're setting up yeah. a lot of stuff, and you know I I think that that's where this kind of vagueness. You know, that, that the Inquisitor and the Valyard are kind of tossed around. It's kind of like, all right, look, somebody in this episode, give me something concrete. You know what, though? I feel like... But it gets better. Yeah, and but also, I mean, here we go. Uh, our not official catchphrase. Uh, let's talk about the pacing. Okay. Uh, um, I, this episode went by real quick. And actually, now that I think about it, all the episodes felt very quick. And I know usually when I get to part three, I don't take a lot of notes uh-huh. as as time goes on. But I mean, I'm looking at my I'm looking at my notes, and I took a lot of notes. And I went, oh my oh my goodness, it's five o'clock. I started watching, you know, at like three, mm-hmm. and they just flew by. I watched them really fast. So uh, there you go, pacing pretty good. Yeah, the uh, the pacing is pretty good. And 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 on the whole, I mean, I'll say that I mean a lot of people. You know, you, you say Trial of a Time Lord, and they just groan. And they're like, oh, God, Trial of a Time Lord. Um, I didn't think this was bad. No. no I thought this honestly, was very good. I, I, I think once you get through part one where everything's kind of getting set up because, you know, we're Doctor Who fans. We know part one. You're kind of setting up a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Even if it is, you know, a continuation of a longer story arc. Yeah. Um, 
But once you get into part two and three and four, you know, things are moving at a pretty good clip and, and you are getting a, a stronger feel for kind of the bigger machinations working in this whole story. And obviously we'll get to it, but you get probably, I would almost say a darker companion moment than Atrick's death. Then wow, um, you know what? And that's, and, then, and that's that's just you know personal opinion. No, I'm, I I'm just calling that, and we will get to that. I ag- I ag- yeah oh yeah we'll get to that. But I I agree. This was I yeah we'll get we'll get there we'll get there. So the end at part one, <laughs> we meet up with uh, Sill, and basically the doctor gets put in this machine that Crozier. Uh, yes, that Wario was in it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, King Wario was King in there. Wario. But, but Crozier is the scientist who's working on this brain transference yes. uh, uh, contraption because Kiv, who is another mentor, was very old, and his brain yeah. is growing from, from Crozier's experimentations, uh, but his skull is not. It needs to be transplanted into something bigger. And they're like, hey, doctor, you got kind of a big head. Yes. You just noticed just my hair. And they're like, whatever. Lay down on this table. Yeah, so he gets shocked, or he's getting shocked. I'm not actually sure what exactly happened to him, but we open part two with uh, Yurkanos. Just uh, he's up. He's like, I'm awake and I'm angry. He's going full Duggan on the place. He is, and man, my fourth note for part two is I love this guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> he is amazing. Yeah. Um. Yes, indeed, Duggan esque, and we will we we will get to we're gonna Duggan scale him at some point. I'm just letting you know. Oh, for sure, because he smashes a lot of things, and he yells a lot. He does, and it's fantastic. Literally, my fifth note for part two is, "Oh my god, I love Brian Blessed's acting." Yes, so. he's so good. So, mm-hmm. uh, I guess indirectly, uh, Irkanos releases the Doctor. And Perry, and they kind of go off. And I love that he puts that hat on, and then it cuts to the next scene in the cave, and he immediately takes it off. Yes, yeah. His his costume is very samurai. Yes, esque. And you know, at the same time as he's you know kind of helping the doctor and Perry escape. I mean, mushy doctor brain is mushy. Oh my goodness! Like I mean, it's like he's having an out of body experience. Yeah, he's like whistling. And uh, yeah, he's just he's just all over the place. And we cut Mm -hmm. back to the courtroom and the doctor says, I don't remember any of this. He's like, this is not right. What you're showing me. Yeah. And they're like, well, it happened. (laughs) They're like, the Matrix doesn't lie, man. Sorry. The blue pill. I mean, wait, wrong Matrix. Wrong Matrix. So wrong. Yeah. So. uh, we go back. We go back in, and I believe the, the the doctor just seems off. There is something very wrong here. Yeah, and um, I believe does he have the phaser? And Perry has to take it from him. Uh, yes, and we quickly find out that Perry is by no means a weapon specialist. No, she is not. She is very bad. The slightest. And the doctor, uh, he he turns heel. He seemingly is, he's like, no, nah, I'm going to go work for that little green dude now. It sure seems it, huh? And we go back to the court, and he doesn't remember, for sure does not remember any of this. But he's playing it off in court like he remembers. 
Like you can tell he he's like I don't remember this, but oh yeah, I because I, I think the Valiard says throw yourself on the mercy of this court because you were mm-hmm. super guilty. Yeah, and the doctor says no, 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 no. I was just trying to get Perry. Oh yes, I was just trying to get Perry alone because you know so I could talk to her. And then it's like meanwhile, <laughs> and he's like old school waterboarding her. She's just tied yeah. to a. A rock, not yeah, not the rock, is... but a rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we also get in this particular episode, and actually in the story as a whole, we get some like I don't know, I don't know what the writers were thinking, but it was like here, let's, uh, you know, let's get this 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 lady figure, Matrona, uh, and, you know, she's looking for someone who's going to be loyal to her. And I'm like, OK, I'm like, is this some Perry Matrona slash fix starting here? <laughs> and then and then now then then she's, you know, chained up on on Synthwave Vaporware Beach. And I'm like, yes, case. Okay, so, well, we've got bondage in this episode, too. Although, admittedly, I think Perry and Chains will be the name of my Doctor Who themed grunge band. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that's what it needs to be. Perry and Chains. Perry and Chains. Perry and Chains. I don't know <laughs> just, just how I would say it. <laughs> Whatever accent that was. So I'm not sure what that was. The doctor at one point says, come on, Perry, we're friends. I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to kill you. I just need to know where those people are. Like, he tries to trick her. <laughs> he tries doctor. to good cop her and just really kind of fails at it. Doctor, what is happening? I don't understand. And the doctor says, no, you know what? That did not. That is not how that happened. And once again, they go, the Matrix doesn't lie. So uh, it had to have happened. And I I feel like the doctor is, I think he thinks the Valyard is uh, doing some manipulation here. Somehow he's figured out. I've got to wonder, but I mean, legitimately watching, you know, watching the story on, 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 on Thoros Beta, I... Um, or is it Alpha that they're on? I don't know. Twin planets, whatever. Um, I literally, I just, I couldn't tell. I'm like, I don't know if the doctor is completely off the rails right now or what. Yeah. I liked that. I liked that. I didn't know. Oh, I did too. It was, it was very interesting because yeah, you don't know. Like he plays it off in court. Like he doesn't remember it, but does he like, it's strange. It's very, Mm -hmm. it's very strange. It kept me interested in what was going to happen exactly and i mean my last note for i feel like part two was my shortest notes taking was uh your canos is going to kill the doctor and i believe he has um has he met up with the and i cannot remember i feel like i have his name somewhere you do and i thought it was doof doof i believe is what i have i think you have dwarf i think it's either doof or dwarf he meets up with the uh, with the the Wolfman, the, wolf the yep. Wolfman or boy or whatever he is, and apparently they were companions at one point. And he's like, "Oh, what did they do to you?" Yeah. And so he says, "Yeah, you know what? The Doctor he betrayed me and Perry, so I'm gonna kill him." And that's kind of how. Oh, that's right, because I believe he gets uh, the Doctor. He gets Perry back into the caves and he is they are confronted by uh Yurkanos, yes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. And Perry ends up saving the doctor to open part three. Exactly. And Yukanos is like, why? I must <laughs> kill. And we kind of we kind of take a break here. And the Inquisitor goes, hey, you know what? Maybe we should. Because uh... the doctor's like, I don't remember any of this. He just kind of keeps going like, I don't understand what's happening. And the Inquisitor goes, why don't we take a recess? And the doctor's like, why? And she says, mm-hmm. well, you know, I mean, the things are getting a little crazy in this story. And mm-hmm. I haven't been up. You know, and walking around in about six parts now. So, <laughs> and cut. No, so, and she says, maybe you need somebody from the, the high council that isn't so heated to, um, you know, be your lawyer. And he says, no, we're not doing that. Push Shaw. <laughs> I will say this, though. I kind of wish that um, the Time Lords had a screen with a better aspect ratio. I swear they're like in an Instagram one-to-one. Yes, they are. Oh boy! As, as opposed, you would figure it would be widescreen, but no, no, it was not. They, um, you figure, you know, yeah, with all the technology in the world. Yep, you were right. I did a little bit of research. It is dwarf. It is not doof. Dwarf, but doof it is. is dwarf. Uh, I, I heard. I swear, I heard doof. What I about doof? That. Can we call him doof? <laughs> no, <laughs> just put an R in there. It doesn't sound as rude. Yeah, to he'd, the wolf he'd have man. to build a, a machine with a self-destruct button and fight a platypus. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yes. Yes, he would. So, uh, new body, <laughs> who dis? Kind of. <laughs> right. Kiv, yes. and that the the state of that other body. It almost looks like they they made the costume for that actor, and then somebody <laughs> somebody probably like sneezed and like ripped off a back part of it and they went oh no we can't paint this now because it's ripped we got to make a whole new one so then they're like i know what we could do and then they just ended up using that that's basically what it looks like it's like a model of the end game yeah and and i think in part three when they when they first cut to like crozier's lab i it i just had this reaction like oh he's operating at lax it kind of looks like that what is that is that a restaurant Yes, yeah. That that kind of like round thing with the four legs that come down. I'm like, yes. that's, oh, he's for an LAX. Okay, cool. And, I mean, his lab, and I could not gauge this character um, for most of, most of this story. Because he kind of almost seemed like he was a good dude. That he was kind of just doing what he was asked of him. And, I mean, we will get to... Uh, he kind of does a 180 a little bit. A little bit. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I never really got a good gauge on him. But he ends up uh, transporting Kiv's body in, I'm sorry, his consciousness or his brain into another body of the, the same variety. But apparently this this person, not person, uh, this being <laughs> was, a, was a fisherman? Yes. So... He's but a humble fisherman. A humble, yeah, but a humble fisherman. And I love, and I, I feel like maybe we don't even get that reference for a little while longer, where he he wakes up and he's like, man, and he's just talking about fish randomly. And people, yes. are, like, people are like, what are you talking about? Yes, it does come a little later, but it does. You can tell that it's it's not a perfect thing that some of the kind of the old mind is influencing yes. the new mind. Um, I actually, I thought it was hilarious that, you know, not long after kind of, you know, brain swap time, like I think, I think the new body goes into cardiac arrest and like 
granted it's alien physiology, but but Crozier's attempt at CPR is absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah, it is not. It was like, I'm just going to start pushing in places and hope for the best. And m- meanwhile, in the caves, uh, your Canos is talking about uh, Destino as uh, my lord <laughs> and savior, Tetsuya Naito, his finishing maneuver. He's talking about Destiny. And uh, you can tell this dude is head over heels for Perry. Most definitely. Yes, for sure. He's talking about his destiny. It's his destiny to kill the doctor, I believe, is uh, what he's getting at. At least he didn't say that it's our density that brought us together. That is also very true, yes. Keeping the obscure references going, folks. Although what would really be an obscure reference is the note that I have where at one point... um, Oh, and it's a little bit earlier in the in this particular episode. I, I said, next up, the reboot of Three Companies, starring Yurkanos, Perry, and Doof. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. What a... <laughs> I would watch that. I, I, I suppose I would, too. I would give it a try, at least. I don't even know. It probably wouldn't get past the pilot. Probably not. Um, yeah, that would be very interesting, though. That is for sure. <laughs> and... Perry and your your canos are are captured again. There's a lot of uh, capture and release in this. There's oh, yeah, there is a lot. That's true. I feel like this isn't even the last time that no, it's not the last time they're captured. No, most definitely, it's not. So they're captured. They they are brought to the lab where the doctor has uh, saved Kiv's new body for now, mm-hmm. and I believe we we figure out that this is kind of just a rental body. Uh, because it's it the brain the brain area <laughs> his head doesn't have it has enough room for now to hold uh, his growing brain but it yep. still will not be good enough for long so there's, it's almost like a temporary thing yeah there's something very kind of fifties B movie about this whole concept yes very much so um, and and let's talk just real quickly because. I, we get a short scene in this episode where like the doctor and Syl are alone and like the doctor's basically like advising him about yeah. whether or not to like fund these, I don't know, scavengers or pirates or something. Yeah. And I, I think this is around the point where I, I'm like, man, I, I love Syl. I think he's, he's a very good villain. I love that. Oh, he is. I love the actor too. I feel like when they're alone, they have some pretty good, uh, banter back and forth, and, and and in that banter, you still can't tell if the doctor has actually if he's one hundred percent evil. Exactly, exactly. Although I do look at kind of Sill's business dealings, and I kind of think he's behind this whole Equifax thing. Ah, uh, the uh, the thing that got cut out of um, the the videotape is that is that from the first from the first um, the first four parts. No, I, I I was thinking of the um, the whole uh, hacking of like 143 million uh, customers worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's talking about extending all this credit. And yes, like, no, yes, yes. Sills behind this. Well, I mean, I, we will find out at some point. <laughs> Maybe I think or not. <laughs> um, oh, is this when they're sitting by themselves? Is this when the uh... When he gives him marshmallows or something like that, but it's just like yes. green goo. Yes, exactly. Like melted green marshmallow peeps or something. And I mean, 
the way the doctor like he's eating it and then it almost seems like his memory is jogged right doesn't mm-hmm. it seem like he realizes he's like oh marshmallows wait a minute perry's in trouble um <laughs> like i don't know it was it was just very strange well because who doesn't look at marshmallows and think pear oh wait a second oh hmm. Hmm. problematic hmm. problematic sir just slightly i'm gonna <laughs> shut my mouth now so we save uh the new body that Kiv is in and still he's like, I need to get to him so he can, see. I'm the first person he sees. Oh, so it's a familiar so face. Yes. And I mean, he, he gets there and he's like, it's me. Sil. and I love that Kiv just starts crying. Yes. <laughs> he's just crying. And then I yeah. feel like this is when he start. he kind of references like, why do I taste fish or something mm-hmm. like that? And he, he already needs a new body just like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Although my reaction was, yeah, I kind of feel that way seeing Sill too. Yeah, when it's that close, I mean, that was like extreme close up close. Oh yes, and he had just eaten that green goo. Oh. Gross. And then we cut. I mean, we're back and forth between here and the in the courtroom. Yeah, and the Valyard's like, "Hey, man, it's about to go down. This is all your fault." <laughs> and he's like, "But I wasn't even there, like for half of it." And yep. He's like, it doesn't matter. This is your fault. You were there. You are the oncoming storm. Wait, no, not yet, but you will be anyway. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, and <laughs> once again, everyone gets captured and everyone gets shot. And so Perry gets shot. And everybody. Yeah, Perry scoped down. Holy moly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, did they just kill her in part <laughs> three? Uh, more on that later. Uh <laughs> So part four, they're really looking for, really looking for a body. They need to find a body. Yeah. And they kind of, I feel like it's so funny because like every time they're like, we need to find a body that the, the doctor looks at the doctor like from behind and he's like, I need, um, I need a body. (laughs) And he's just like, yes, you do need a body. Let me go find you one. Please stop staring at the back of my head. And yeah. my goodness, um, part four. This is just like. Well, first, I know. I still like can't first, even believe they went through with it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I know. Well, well, first, obviously, we're reminded that, oh, wait, Tech Mobile only has two settings, stun and liquefied. They're not liquefied. So, hey. Good yeah. Job. Well, yes, you that is good. Out. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about They're that. They're not dead yet. Because I, I immediately was like, oh, no, she's dead. Yeah. All no, of these I, characters. I was, too, I was like, oh, wow, why do, I, why do I not remember this this way? Yes. And Perry, like, we're in a jail now. And Perry is just, she's like, I just want to go back to my own time. I just want to hang out with, you know, pal she's around. Homesick. I just want to go home. And uh, Kanos yep. does not know what love is. I believe she mentions love at one point. And Perry explains love to a wolfman and a karate viking um and she does a good job i really enjoyed it i thought it was she does it was a good there were some good lines in that little that little part and now what is the doctor's name again crozier crozier yeah he says what about perry and the doctor goes uh i don't know and he says well wait a minute like are you he's like i understand i guess all right, you got to go find me somebody else 
or we're going to use Perry. I'm just letting you know. At the same point, I'm like, dang, sexist doctor being all like, oh, no, no, you wouldn't want Perry, you know, women all flippity. And I'm like, hang on. Yeah. I get what you're doing, but still. Yeah. No, yes, definitely. And he he leaves. He's like, all right, I'm going to go find somebody, I guess. And we get the uh, doctor face turn. So he's back. Yeah. And he saves Perry and Dorf and Yurkanos. Man, what name? Just my goodness. I know. These are some good ones, huh? Look at the state of the state of these names. <laughs> and I love that the doctor's like, oh, I didn't catch your name. And Yurkanos is like, his name is Dorf and you were scum. I went, whoa. Yes. <laughs> and the doctor's like, all right, can we go smash some things now? Is that cool if we do that? And he just kind of walks away and they follow. Mm-hmm. And I love that we ha- we take this meeting while Kiv is in this unpainted version of himself. <laughs> he's a little toy model. We need to paint him. And I feel like he says, what's more important, Syl, your money or what does he say? Or my uh, the state of my being or something like that. And Syl goes, mm-hmm. oh, 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 or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty close to that. Ugh, if he had a collar, he would have like pulled it. I'm like, Ugh. oh god. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> my note is, well, we wasted all the special effects budget. Here's a magenta alien, I guess. <laughs> Here's a ma- magenta alien that one of our kids made out of paper mache. Pretty much. And then just was like, I don't know. It was like Popeye or something. It didn't even have like a voice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was not even really a speaking part. It just it just I, I, made I, 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 sound. Yes, apparently. <laughs> and as we are, as we are running through, I feel like Yurkanos, uh, Dorf, and the Doctor. They're going. Are they going to the lab, or they're going somewhere else to destroy a different? They're not going to the lab. They're going somewhere else, and I just can't remember. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember where it is. I yeah. I mean, admittedly, I mean, at this point, there was enough stuff happening in this particular episode that I was getting pretty turned around. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And in the we find out that your Canis is like, all right, we got to go destroy this stuff so I can go marry that girl. And pretty the much. doctor's like, uh, what? <laughs> and your Canis is like, yeah, we're going to get married and I'm going to teach her karate. And <laughs> and in the. In the insanity that is part four, uh, Dwarf is killed. Yes. R.I.P. Uh, not the worst to come. <laughs> and I think I think Perry gets bound up again. Yes. She, well, at another point. And I'm yes. like, all right. You know what we didn't even mention, and I thought I had taken notes on it, was when hmm. Perry goes to the, I guess, I don't want to call them slaves, but the servants. Yes. And she ends up serving the doctor something, and she uses, like, a voice like this, which I thought was funny. Oh, of course. Yes, I forgot about that scene. You're right, you're right, you're right. And that is is another instant where you don't know where the doctor's coming from, because he's like, oh, it's that girl that was with me. Yes, and and this is when she's working for Matrona. Yes. And, yeah, she's just like, what are you doing? And I feel like that's before the torture, I think. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, that's, that's, that's a bit earlier, yeah. And, I mean, I do love that we actually get a, a fair bit of uh, people of color. Yes. In oh, yes, I definitely. Really, in this whole story, really. But I kind of hate that they are all slaves. 
Like, yes. Come on. Yeah. Well, I feel like was the the guard at the beginning was he was he wasn't a slave, was he? Uh, no, he wasn't. Okay. He I mean that's You're I mean absolutely it's absolutely right. So there you go. It's fine then. Is basically right. apparently what I was trying to justify right. here, but no. <laughs> I agree with you. So, man, yeah. we get this we get this cutaway to Yurkanos just screaming amongst smoke and fire and wreckage. And the, the doctor is just kind of standing there watching him scream. And he goes, I think it's time we found Perry. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, this would be, I mean, a lot of, a lot of screaming. A lot of things yep. were smashed. Yep. Smoke and wreckage. Obviously, the doctor and was someone else with them? Or was it just the doctor at this point? Oh, um, I think so. I I don't know. I can't remember if there was somebody else with them. I mean, I know at one point there was like this this older mentor type who who clearly oh, does my not goodness. like how loud yes your canis is yes Ju- um, that's when he's like he's just hilarious. go just yeah. go and just tells them to leave because <laughs> your canis is going to uh, karate chop him pretty much um so. I want to nominate this scene for the Duggan scale. I mean, we didn't see anything smashed, but clearly no one helped him smash an entire room of whatever was in there. Exactly. And and I think even earlier in this whole story, we do get a scene of him like smashing up the lab and stuff. So we 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 obviously see how capable he is of smashing. Yes. Um, so I'm with you. I, I I will second that and you know put it to emotion. Um, he is he ranks very high on the Duggan scale. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, throughout the episode, he is screaming, he is smashing things, he is karate chopping people, and I mean, technically, we'll talk about the end. I'm going to give him just for the entire episode. I'm going to give him a solid eight and a half. Oh, easily. Yes. Yes. I would put him between eight and a half and nine for sure. I, I, I'll go so far as to say that if we had watched Mind Warp before we watched City of Death, I think we would be referring to the Urcano scale. Oh, I believe we would too. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So the doctor says, go get Perry. Or I, he, no, he says, I, I'm going to go get Perry. And he, he starts to, and he walks past the TARDIS and the TARDIS. Oh, hmm? Well, and the, the the TARDIS appears and it's like you know bathed in light. It just it doesn't look yes right. Just does not look right. And he stops. Yep. And goes back. Like he yeah he backs up. Yep. And goes into the TARDIS and he's just he's gone and he's and my note I actually cannot say what I put because we find out. That the Time Lords sucked him out of time uh-huh. when he was going to save Perry. And my uh-huh. note is, it's holy something, but that's all yes. I'll say. And I go, yes. wait, what? Uh-huh. So here, here we go, Taylor. Because I'm confused at this. Because the, the way the Inquisitor talks about it is very like, she knew all of this information. Like, she kind of already knew this story that was happening. It kind of seemed like mm-hmm. so. I, I I have. Did the High Council know that he was what he was doing, or is the Inquisitor just kind of stating the reason why they took him out as she is just seeing it for the first time, 
or was she saying like the Valyard came to us with all this information and we had to pluck you out? I couldn't really tell because it it seemed very strange. You know that that that's a tough call. I, I the way that you know with your description and the way that I read the scene is that you know she is explaining explaining it to him as a matter of fact, not you know oh well you know it appears as though this is what happened. Yeah, because right? she, she she's not she's saying this is what happened, not it looks like this is what happened. Right. right? Okay, because she she does say like the doctor things were getting too crazy. Like she says something to that effect, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I go, well, wait a minute. How would you have known things were getting too crazy? Right. That makes no sense because right. you I, up until now I feel like you have been seeing this information for the first time. And I and I think this is where my note of dang I really do rather like the complexity here. Yes, comes in because and. You know, I, I think back to when I when I used to teach, and I used to love to teach stuff in a historical context because it's very easy for us with our current sensibilities, and you know, uh, to put it in our context, to to sit here with you know everything we know of Doctor Who since then, and our own personal you know feelings of, of you know different people being like, oh, travel the time lord is crap or whatever, right. Um, to, to go in and go, okay, what was it like for people to see this for the very first time? Yeah. Um, and, and I think you're hitting at a lot of really good things and a really, a lot of really important things because yeah, stuff's not adding up here, but we have six episodes beyond this Yeah. to, to wade through and to find out, okay, what exactly is going on here? Oh Yeah. And it just gets from here, from this part on, it just gets real dark. Oh yeah, because um, they choose Perry. Perry is they 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 shave her head. Mm-hmm. Um, they sw- not only and uh, the doctor who I was like I don't know about this guy. Kind of feels like he's just following orders. Becomes like a crazy mad scientist because even Sill and Kib didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, he's like, no, this is what we're doing. I I have now made it so Perry's mind no longer exists. She is no more. And mm-hmm. now Kiv is Perry. Perry is Kiv. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? What? And I I mean, I mean, we get in the midst of this darkness. We get the sill line. I wish we could have found a more attractive one because he, well, you know, that's the running gag. Yes. And as all this is happening, the Time Lords once again intervene, which I believe um, they're not supposed to do. They've intervened twice now. Yeah. In a matter of minutes. And they put your Canis in a time bubble. Oh, yes. So he cannot. I feel like they, they, they did it so the, when they released him from it, he could destroy everything. I think I think their I think their goal was to basically turn him into an assassin of sorts. Yes, but I, and the, the other thing is they put him in a time bubble and released him, so they would have to know that Yurkanos had feelings for Perry, right? Mm-hmm. So when he when he comes out of the time bubble and we get the slow motion no and the crazy oh, God, effects right. 
and we see per- uh, Kiv in Perry's body saying, protect me, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes crazy, and he ki- uh, presumably kills everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably. Presumably. He, they would have had to know all that, that that was going to happen. And it sure seems that way, huh? We go back to the doctor, the poor, the poor doctor who says, Perry's dead. And I, I could have saved her, but you lot, for lack of a better word right now <laughs> on our uh-huh. PG show, I'm apparently very fired up over this. You are. And rightly so. Doctor. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm not joking. Now, I will add a moment of levity to this because, you know, when, when, Kiv in Perry's body wakes up and is like, oh, I'm warm-blooded. Oh, I have, you know, feet. And, oh, look, I have toes. I'm really, I was waiting for him to notice the boobs. <laughs> um, he doesn't. There's no accounting for no, slugs, I guess. I guess not. Um, but, but to get serious again and to get fired up, I mean, you know, the most shocking death, I think most people would argue up to this point in Doctor Who had been Edric. Yes, agreed. You know, just completely wiped out, gone, boom, just like that. Yes, it was heroic. Yes, he was trying to, you know, uh, he uh, saved everyone, save the situation. Yes, this this is cold. This is calculated. This this is heartless. This is like your body gets to live on, but your consciousness is gone. Oh, this sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Massively effed up. Sounds kind of like Bill, doesn't it? Uh, a yeah, little in bit in some ways i mean a little bit this is uh, i don't know which is worse they're both equally very terrible oh definitely but, but like I mean, perry I mean, is no more think... like not at all at least like with bill she still had um her memories and stuff like that yes exactly she... i was just about to make that point exactly but geez doctor who 86 it got real dark turn out the lights my goodness. And the doctor's like, you know what? Know. This makes no sense. He's like, I was brought here for another reason other than what's been going on. And he says, I will not stand for this. And he is as heated as I am, but probably more so. Mm-hmm. And that's how we end uh, mind, mind Warp, which it indeed was. Indeed, right? And I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I mean... I thought it was very good. And the more like I know, like you had mentioned, people are like, oh, trial of a time lord. And I feel like even you had mentioned we need to drink while we watch this. <laughs> yes. Um, I've rather enjoyed it so far. So um, I don't know. Deal with it. <laughs> I think it's been great. I, you know, I no, I, I have too, quite honestly. And this again, this is this is what I said last time we recorded. I. I choose stuff like this because I want to challenge my memory yes. of, you know, I haven't seen this in probably better than 25 years. So my yeah. memory of it and, and who I was then is going to be different now. And, and yeah, it's, it actually is, I think, good. Is it stellar? No, no. but there's a lot of good stuff and there's a lot of complexity there that I think people don't appreciate enough. I agree. I am on the same page. So, um, well, I mean, in in this, I know, I feel like Perry comes back for a different episode for, I can't remember what it was. I feel like she might be in, not like, obviously in this, in, in the timeline as we are going now, she is gone. But I feel like she might make a cameo in a different 
episode. Not going. We'll see. I can't remember. Spoilers. I feel like I, I either read that or it was a comic thing. I can't remember. It might have been a comic book. Anyway, R.I.P. Perry. Um, man, that was rough. <laughs> I know. It is. It okay. really is. So, Taylor, um, you're up next. And uh, as we said, we're going to keep on keeping on. And you know what? Let's just keep in mind we're 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 past the halfway point. We've, yeah, we've watched eight episodes. We've got six to go. And the thing is, like, I, I mean, when we've watched when we started, we you know we're going to start this. It was like, oh man, it's a whole season. Now it's like I enjoyed the first two parts, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed this one a lot more. That I'm like, I don't even care that there's six more parts. This is great. Let's do it. All right. So next time. Uh, we are going to be talking about Terror of the Vervoids, starring Colin Baker as the Doctor, and Bonnie Langford as Mel, and I feel like this might be our first... Is this our first Mel adventure? Uh, no, we've done Delta and the Bannerman. She was in that. Oh, yes, this that's is, right. <laughs> this is our first adventure with Mel's first adventure. Yes. And this was uh, written by Pip and Jane Baker and directed by Chris Clough. Oh, I didn't even need to do the pronunciation... No. Key, we've done enough Chris Clow now, you know it. Look at me. Look at me go. He learns. Yay. <laughs> so, so you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Give us the old five star review. It helps out, apparently, I've been told. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Hey, SoundCloud's still around, huh? Yes, yes, it is. Apparently so. Uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our podcastic shirts. Buy one of the Future of Time and Space's female shirts because, uh, I mean, the future's pretty soon, people. We're getting there. And uh, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Uh, you know, we make podcasts, and uh, if you want to support us, monetary is it monetarily monetarily yes you can head on over there and we would appreciate that very much uh check out the y-axis they do our music at the y-axis on twitter facebook.com slash the y-axis uh they're on spotify head on over to their band camp it's the y-axis.bandcamp.com so join us again next time when we talk about terror of the vervoids and we will talk to you guys then see ya see ya What? This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.